killing the motherfucking game. You know it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Wayfinder, everybody. It's Adam. Hey, it's uh, JC as well. I'm here. Yeah, we're ba- we're back. It's been it's been a minute, and we miss you guys. It's been like a really long time since we've sat down, just you and I, and done a thing. I think it's been it has. five six months. He's over here sipping on Pellegrino. <coughs> Bougie. Yeah, yeah. He'll be burping in the microphone in a no, minute. No, 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 no. Professional. Be a professional. <sighs> I'm working on my breathing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm working on my breathing. Um, I found this new podcast. I mentioned it to you, I think. Yes, you sent me the link. I have not listened to it. Yeah, you never fucking listen. It's called This Esoteric Life Podcast. Okay. It's a great podcast. And if anybody's not listening to it, I highly recommend it. Uh, The dude, I don't know the guy, like, who runs it. Mm -hmm. Um, He goes by Uh, C-Free. I don't know if it's relevant or not. Um, But you can go to this This Esoteric Life Podcast on Instagram or whatever. Anyway, these guys are good. Or him. He's good. He's uh he's like an esoteric or like an occult practitioner. He's a qigong guy. He teaches qigong. What's he, qigong? Uh, so qigong um is sort of a it's a it's a Chinese um uh energy practice where of course you you know uh, all the different people whoever I don't know the Taoists and whoever in Chinese culture believes in qi or or sure. y- uses that terminology. Okay. I'm I'm not sure who that is. But that's where it comes from over there in the Eastern philosophy world, Chinese medicine. But qi is your energy, energy force, uh, or prana, or tachyon energy, or subtle energy, or whatever you know cultural lens you're using to describe it. But qi gong is the exercise of moving that qi so through these sort of fluid, dance-like, or ah, uh, okay, I know what you're talking. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm talking about. Yeah. The guys move it around, and there's like the really funny qi gong guys that I, like go into a, a big high school gymnasium with 40 people, and they like do a Hadouken thing and then knock all 40 of these guys mm-hmm, down. Mm-hmm. So I think it's kind of um, hilarious, like what they've done with it. But I think that, um, you know, chi is a thing. I mean, that's, that's what calories are. Mm-hmm. Calories are chi. It's, ele- it's electricity, right? It's energy. Yes. And uh, you put it in your body, you put calories in there, and then you decide what to do with that, um, with that chi, with those calories. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, it's just a different way of looking at it, right? Western versus Eastern. Sure. But this Esoteric Life podcast, this dude C Free, he's a pretty advanced level dude and I don't know if he's advanced, but he's a lot more advanced than me, right? I'm just a just a, a lay person, but he's got a I was going to Colorado to work some shit out because my personal life has called me to do that <laughs> <laughs> here lately. As it can, uh, as, as it can. It it happens. Um so I was driving to Colorado, go climb some fucking mountains, figure all of it out, get a better view. And I discovered this podcast on the way, and uh, it's life-changing. Um, and life-changing because uh, what C Free has done with this podcast, and again, I don't know this dude at all. I've listened to like a dozen of his episodes or something in the last three or four weeks, and I'm really impressed, but I don't know him. So, I mean, it could be a total turd. He could be the next coming of Jesus. I, I don't know. But the, the energy that comes across to me through the podcast is a dude who's really balanced in his energy, which would make sense of a guy who teaches Qigong mm-hmm. uh, and does a, a lot of other Chinese medicine stuff that he does. Usually comes with that territory. Yeah, yes. totally. And he's also a Rosicrucian, so he's sort of like a Gnostic. He's a mystic. You know, he's a practicing uh, magician, you know, with like not like David Blaine, but like, you know, occult magic, you mm-hmm. know, symbols and psychic, you know, telekinesis and stuff. I think he does remote, remote viewing. Um, but a really interesting dude. And, and, and what he's done is something I've wanted to do with this podcast from day one, which is he's taken occult knowledge 
and uh, he's a very chill bro bro kind of guy. You know, he's like us. He's a normal person. He's not a this in- inaccessible mystical sage, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's just a fucking normal dude. He's a really cool guy. Seems like it. Um, and so he's very easy to listen to. His energy is balanced. His voice is good. But he's taken occult knowledge and he's made it accessible and applicable in like modern life for like the Western normal person that's walking around. Okay. And you just put it in simple terms. I can get behind that. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty dope. So like a lot of the, his stuff is, is he's really health based, which is an area honestly of the occult that I've I've I'm deeply lacking in. Right. Like I could talk about all the bullshit, the fun stuff, you know, <laughs> um, uh, the sci-fi Harry Potter stuff. But like as far as um, Chinese medicine and qigong and like acupuncture, he's he's also a hypnotherapist. So like that's another part of it. So um, he takes all that stuff and simplifies it and distills it down to like really simple stuff. And so that's what I wanted to kind of just touch on today um, is the mind, body and spirit connection or the mind, body and emotions, as he calls it. Uh, I use those words interchangeably. So if anybody hears me saying that, don't freak out or you can go freak out, whatever. I don't care. I don't have to listen to you. emotions and spirit, emotions and spirit in this context yes. and this model, right? Uh, spirits are a different thing, but for this context or this model, I'll probably slip up and use those interchangeably, but the mind, the body, and the emotions are all connected is the idea. Mm-hmm. And I think this is sort of just the, ch- the, the Chinese medicine sort of approach to life is like it, breath is really important. Your breathing is really important. Absolutely. You yes. know, Wim Hof would say that is true and prove that that is true, right? The guy climbs Mount Everest in his underwear with no oxygen, right? He swims in the Arctic. They pull him out, and he's got a 99-degree body temp. You know what I mean? Um, just, a, just a crazy person, but he's taught people to do it, and it's in it's sort of like ancient yoga practices and, and Qigong and stuff like that. He does a lot of Qigong, Wim Hof does. So anyway, I, I've been fascinated by this because, you know, as you know, and a lot of you guys know, I've talked about, like, I've been on this sort of fitness journey for the last year and a half now. It's been life-changing, and there's, like, points where I level up, where I level up, where I level up, bam, bam, bam. And uh, sometimes you plateau, and then you, then you hop over it. But this podcast was a breakthrough for me because he, he, the way that he talked about breathing and chi movement was so powerful, <sighs> it changed everything. You realize that your movement and your heartbeat, and your breathing, and your speech patterns, and your thoughts, and your feelings. They're all tied together, and it starts with breath. And if you could just control that breath, and slow yourself down, then you can take control of your thoughts in a whole different way. Mm-hmm. I just did it. My brain was really scattered, <laughs> and I started breathing, and it worked. So I was using this example that kind of popped in my head the other day. Is that like your thoughts, your movement, your speech, all that stuff's all connected. So imagine you're driving through a beautiful state park and you're just blazing through there at like 200 miles an hour in a race car. And you're passing the mountains and you're passing the trees and the, the animals and the flowers and the meadows and the rocks and the waterfalls and all that. And every once in a while, like, you can you can see something in the distance well enough that you can focus on it before you blaze past it. And you can get a good explanation out of what that is. Like, hey, there's a mountain up there. There's a mountain. I can see that. It's got rocks on it. It's a really pretty mountain. It's got snow on top of it. And then you get past it. But for the most part, you're going to be like, hey, there's a tree over there. Oh, is it, there's a bird. Watch out. There's a waterfall. Y- y- you're skipping all over the place because the speed that you're moving through the environment. Mm-hmm. But now if you hike that same state park you really get get time to slow down 
and observe everything close up and look at the trees and explain to people, hey, look, this is a tree. This is a fir tree, and it's got a leaf like this, and the bark looks like this. And just imagine how much more detail and how much more enjoyment you get out of that hike versus that race car ride through Yellowstone. Certainly. You know? Oh, it's, yeah. it's obvious. And so what I realized the other day was walking into, into the studio across the parking lot was that I was, I was pacing. I've talked about this before because I, I, I forget and then do this again, <laughs> you know, once a year or so or whatever, however often. Depends on how distracted I am and caught up and lost in the sauce. But I was walking across the parking lot, and I realized that my pace, I was just pacing like as fast as I could to get to the door. I was holding my breath. I would breathe like every four or five strides, right? Mm -hmm. I was looking at the ground or at the door from across the parking lot. And I realized that I was just constantly looking over this moment's shoulder into the next moment. I wasn't present. I wasn't thinking about any of it. And all I could think about was getting to the door. So I, I just I, st I just stopped dead in my tracks. And I went. And then I took a step. Took another step. And then I realized all the colors got brighter. The birds, all of a sudden there was a thousand birds, not one or none. Everything was 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 much more visible and accessible and I was connected to, m to all of it just by stopping and taking a breath and then adjusting my pace to whatever the, my natural pace was, which I, I, I would hypothesize is based on my heart rate or something like that at the time, mm -hmm. right? And so I started playing with this as I walked around the park. I went, went into the office that day and we have a, we have a park up here at the, uh, where the office and the studio are. And um, I was walking around the park downstairs and I uh, I began to play with that. Like it, I would walk a certain speed and see how my thoughts were doing, and then I would walk faster, and you can just feel your thoughts fall apart. You yeah, just, you can just feel it happen. I can see that. And then I would slow down, and I just started adjusting it like the volume knob on a stereo, and I was just like, all right, this is the sweet spot. This is this is where, and you know what it was? I would equate it to maybe not hiking through the park but not driving a race car, but maybe riding a bike. Okay. That was my sweet spot when I was walking. And in that place, through synchronizing my breath, my thoughts, my movement, or really just my breath and my, and my movement, my thoughts, I synchronize them to my thoughts, to my natural rhythm of things. And so I wanted to bring that home for everybody because the breathing thing, synchronizing your breathing – and using your body to control your thoughts is a superpower that we have as humans that no one ever told me about. Mm -hmm. You never told me that. No. I what the fuck? Well, I was figuring it out about the same time <laughs> you were. I, you know, I st struggled with chronic anxiety for, for many yeah. years or whatever, and it was the correlation that was a breath holder. Yeah. And that I needed to be mindful and breathe that, you know, attributed to the, the falling of the anxiety. It was literally like... <gasps> That's how I would breathe, yeah. you know, every so often, yeah. and I would breathe in three times Just tense before all the time. I would <laughs> exhale, and then, yeah, and I would be in traffic that way. I would be at my desk that way. I would be going through life that way yeah. without in and out, smooth, steady, mindful breathing, and I was an anxious, uptight, nervous person, yep. you know. And I think that's, you know, and I've seen that from you, and we've talked about that here, you know. Um, what I've been blown away by 
is is the connection between our body and our mind and our and, and our, and our emotions mm-hmm. like second to second moment to moment you can change everything hold on i'm gonna burp up some pellegrino <laughs> no you really you really can um what i wanted to 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 try to get everyone to visualize is is just imagine that you've got your mind on one hand and you've got your body on the other and your emotions are in the middle and you can kind of wiggle your finger fingers around like a puppeteer and you can adjust those things interplay together your mind and your body connect directly but in the middle of them is your is your emotions and what i started to realize is that our thoughts um our mind is seems to be like the most direct connection to who we are like we are the mind right yeah we're the mind we're we're, we're like that we our mind is what seems to be doing the thinking seems closest thing to what we consider like our consciousness right, our, our inner voice that voice in yeah. your head that you talk to yeah right yeah. right you think with your mind you feel with your heart how that works mm-hmm. um i realized a while back that like you you have this this um connection to your body if i tell you to lift your right hand right now you can do it if i tell you to lift your left hand right now you can do it tell you to blink your eyes you can do it you can you can make your body do just about whatever you want you know within its limitations whenever you want right whether you're sad or happy or anxious or whatever unless you're unconscious right mm-hmm. then, then what do you th- what are you doing right why, why are you trying to lift your hands you're asleep go to sleep thanks so you have a direct connection to your body you can make it do what you want you obviously have a direct connection to your mind right you can think any thought you want mm-hmm. right so still you guys can still be looking at your hands or thinking about your hands. Don't look at your hands if you're driving. It's not good. Uh, or operating any heavy equipment. Or holding your baby. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, don't hold a baby and pull your hands out. Um, but if you could just still imagine your hands are, are, are here, you have thoughts on one side, you have, you have uh, your body on the other, you have your feelings in the middle. You can make yourself think whatever thought you want. Pretty easy to do. You can be anxious. You can be depressed. You can be enraged. You can be uh, ecstatically overjoyed. But you can think of anything you want in that moment. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, imagine your daughter's fifth birthday, or imagine you know what you had for breakfast this morning, or you know you can pull any thought you want to. Yeah. Right. Your favorite scene from Pulp Fiction. Right. Um. So you have direct connection to these things, but now look in the middle between your hands. You have emotion. What if I just told you, hey, I want you to feel ecstatically overjoyed right now. Right now. Like, just do it. You know? You can't you can't do it. Yeah, you can't just flip that switch. You can't all flip. of a sudden be super happy. No, you can't. What if I told hey, be terrified for your life right now? You you can't. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. And this was profound to me. It was profound to me and I think it'd be profound profound to a lot of people listening because when I started this fitness journey, I, I started working out and I started doing yoga. Um, uh, and, and doing kundalini stuff particularly, I began to realize that there was a real connection between my mind, I mean, between my, my body and the fitness that I felt, like the level of fitness I was at. And the more in shape I got, the happier I got. And it wasn't like, like a vanity thing entirely. I mean, some of it's like, yeah, you look good, that's it's cool. part of it. That's cool, totally. Um, nothing wrong with looking good and being okay with that. But it was, it was, it was over I mean way before any results were showing I was feeling better mm-hmm. and it was just it was um you know all the hormones and all the chemicals and whatever other shit happens right right 
Um, that's fine. That's our, our, our sort of Western way of looking at it, and that's cool. Um, but it was through that physical exercise I uplifted my emotions. And then the interplay between your emotions and your thoughts, that reverberating thing becomes a lot more positive, right? Mm -hmm. Your self-image is better. You feel better, all this stuff. But uh, the, my point in all of this is that for people who are depressed or sad, like I've, I have been for many months, I've realized recently, um, I've been sad and sort of depressed for months, and I've been anxious for most of my adult life. Mm. Um, and so I know that like exercise, especially if like you're kind of happy with where you're at, and like you don't think you like need to lose a bunch of weight, you know, you know, you don't want to get big and muscly. That was me. Like I was like, I don't really need to get all big and muscle bound. Mm -hmm. I don't care. I worked in a health club for years. I ran health clubs and I still didn't work out. <laughs> right. But I was, you know, I was skinny and I, I was just like, oh, who cares? I don't need to lose weight. And I don't want to be a muscle head. You're content. I was content. And then I hit like 33. Mm -hmm. And it was like, oh, I can't get out of the fucking chair. My back hurts. I'm not doing anything. Yeah, when your knee hurts on a Tuesday and you didn't do anything to hurt your knee and you're walking around all day like in actual yeah, pain, yeah. you're yeah. like, wait, did my body just... It's just aching it for just, no reason. It just stopped recovering. What is this? Yeah. yeah. And I, uh, you know, I started doing this stuff, and I realized that there was a huge connection. So if you're suffering from suffering, I don't want to say suffering. If you're dealing with being fucking sad, <laughs> you know, if you're being sad, if you're anxious, um, and, and a good way to tell, again, a good way to tell if you're anxious, like JC said, if you're not breathing, if your butthole is clenched all the time and your shoulders and jaw are clenched all the time, Another thing I learned on this podcast, a lot of you guys probably already knew this stuff, but the jaw and the shoulders are like in like like integrally connected. What is that? Integrally, intricately connected. Sure. That Intricate, one sounds good. The last I one. like that one better. Intricately. I know what these words mean, but I don't know what integral means. I just like wanted to use that word, mm. but I, you know, I'll, I'll leave that alone. We'll figure it out later. I'll Google it. Uh, intricately connected. Um, our shoulder and jaw are intricately, intricately connected. I think I have too many gummy bears. <laughs> uh, <laughs> intricately connected to our uh, our stress levels. So, so, so try this. Try this right now. So, JC, you can do this, and, and everybody back uh, at home or whatever, uh, you could probably even do this in your car. That'd be cool. So, um, there are there there are scientific studies that show that when uh, when you smile, you get like a dopamine release or something like this. And when you breathe in, you get like, I don't know if it's a serotonin thing or whatever, but there's other chemical shit that happens that's positive. Mm -hmm. So take a big breath. And as you and as you breathe in, just give a little smile. I know there's a little one. I'm not saying don't, I don't want like uh, Heath Ledger, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> in Batman. Um, just a little smile and, br and, and take a nice deep breath. Hold it for one second and then let it out slower and just see if that doesn't hit you right. Just watch this. Oh, yeah. Feel that? Mm-hmm. That's a game changer right there. That can change your entire day, your whole morning. Absolutely. Your whole afternoon, your whole meeting, your, your car ride. Absolutely. Something as simple as breathing. Now, we're not really taught about this stuff, right? We're not taught about this stuff. Um, but you guys, you can look into this stuff. It's, it, this is ancient, ancient wisdom right that a dummy like me took 35 years to find almost 36 mm -hmm. <laughs> you know to learn how to how to breathe and smile and reset your whole day but it's always been there it's not this is not a revelation like that we have come to find nope. 
But no. we all overlook it. We take it for granted. Yeah. Your breath. Yeah. The key. Yeah. The breath work is the key. The, bre- the breath is the life, you know? So breathe. Use it. You know, wh- one of the big things I wanted to talk about in this in this episode is, you know, we're going to talk a lot about health, and um, this will probably stretch into multiple episodes, but uh, we listen to your body. Listen to your body. Your body knows what to do, right? We've sort of been conditioned by by the public education system, which is owned by the government, right, which is inhabited by a bunch of, you know, terrible people, that um, you got to listen to people in white lab coats. That's what you do. Oh, uh, yeah, they're the experts. Yeah, they're the experts. And so we've conditioned through that education system for people to just shut off their critical faculties and do whatever they're told by the experts on whatever news stations paying them to be on there. Um, what I would suggest is that you can listen to your own body in a lot of cases uh, and that if, if, if we, as individuals, right, you can just in your own home, take your kids, take yourself, go on walks, go on hikes, connect to nature, um, stretch, drink water, get sunshine, breathe, you know, all that stuff helps. Go, go sweat out in the heat a little bit. It's good for you. Oh, it's awesome. And when you do that stuff, you get more in tune with your body. You feel your body more. So another term, again, I, I heard on this podcast is, is, the, is this concept of being disassociated from your body. Is that a term you're familiar with? Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, I guess you knew about that. I didn't know about that. So this idea that we can be so much in our head or elsewhere that we're not in our bodies. And I, I started thinking about it. And so I, like, uh, I thought about my, my kids when, when, th- when they'll play video games. And I don't, we don't do this at our house anymore. Sometimes, you know, they get on the video games and it is what it is. But, um, you know, we're going somewhere on a, on a road trip, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we've got a 12 hour drive through, you know, Little Rock, Ar- from Dallas to Little Rock to uh, Memphis to Nashville to Gatlinburg, Tennessee. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's pretty much the same boring landscape that they live with on repeat for 14 hours, <laughs> right? So in that situation, I'll usually cave and let them have a, uh, have a device or whatever. But my kids will. They will totally dis- disassociate from their bodies. And when we meet up at the end of that leg of the trip, like to go pee four hours, every four or five hours or whatever, there's just this blank fucking stare in their face. <laughs> and they can't figure out why their shoulders and their neck hurt. Yeah. Staring down. Eyeballs hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, neck, shoulders, jaw clenched. Every, you know, everything's clenched. Everything's tight. Your the distance between your eyes and the thing you're looking at is six, ten inches. Mm-hmm. Right, and you're laser focused, and you're laser focused on that thing. And I have looked at my ten year old before, and just seen his eyes were just watery, and they were wide as a deer in the headlights. And it was just like, this kid is just not here. Yeah, you, my you, kid's you, very present. You speak to them, and you realize in that moment, you're like, I'm gonna have to say that all over again. Hey, hey, yeah, hey, hey, come back to me. Come, come back here. to the light. Yeah, I'll get him to breathe with me. But that's when, when I had, when once, again, this is when I started breathing with my kids in that situation. That's when I realized the video games had to go. Like, that was, I, we, we've gone through phases with the video games mm-hmm. where, like, I was like, okay, well, you, you know, we're only doing video games on the weekends. Yeah. Or, or, like, first it was, like, after your homework's done. Mm-hmm. And then it was, like, only on the weekends. pretty standard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it was, like, only on the weekends. And then I realized, like, come Sunday night, they were fucking fried. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man. You know, getting ready to start their week up, getting ready to start, yeah. <laughs> start back to school, not being able to, you know, walk and tight, you know, walk and breathe at the same time. Um, 
and so we slid back from there. But the uh, the the breathing thing, the clenching thing, all that stuff, it's all really important stuff. Uh, teach your kids how to do that. Do that stuff yourself. It's it's a magical reset. Mm-hmm. It's a really cool thing. Use use your your body. Go do a push up. Pull your emotions back into place that way. Breathe. That'll help kill your anxiety. In the moment, especially, it's like it's like it's like taking a Xanax, right? I used to love taking Xanax, man, and uh, even after I was a kid, partying, being stupid with the most one of the most dangerous party drugs on the planet mm-hmm. was the, the abuse of of Xanax. Um, I took it for anxiety after many years of not taking it, mm-hmm. you know, because I was running a business and uh, I thought it would be a you know the doctor thought it would be a sensible thing to to prescribe me Adderall to take so I could work. So I could sit in a chair for ten hours a day and work on a computer and just oh, yeah. destroy my back and my root chakra and my leg muscles and my eyesight and my neck and my shoulder and my posture. So give him drugs so that he can do the better job of that. And then at night when he's got anxiety, uh, give him Xanax. Yeah, you so got their on switch and your <laughs> off on and off switch, and that's yeah. how our society works. And a lot of people have that same regimen. I mean, a lot of people. Yeah, that's they live and die by it. Yeah, yeah. And hopefully, what I'd like to do through episodes like this is to is to is to give people an off ramp from that from that lane. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Is to give them. No one ever fucking told me I could take a deep breath, hold it for a second. You know, smile a little bit on the on the in, inhale, hold it for a second, and then exhale. And I would feel like I took a, a Xanax and a freaking you know piece of an X pill or something. Mm-hmm. And it's not a cure-all. Sometimes you got to take 10 of those bitches. Sometimes you Ooh. need five minutes of, yeah. like, quiet meditation. you got to yeah. shut the world off. But it, it really is but you don't those small actions mm-hmm. that can have tremendous effects. Yeah. And, and But you can't make money selling that. No. There's no business there. No. But it's important for you guys to know that that stuff works, and it's easy enough for you to do. If you did that little smiling brick, uh, breathing exercise a minute ago, you know it works. Well, and it's fun to do this with your kids because if they're your kids or anything like mine, you share this new information with them, and now you're doing this thing together. Kids love that with their it's parents. It's like a secret handshake. And then they keep you honest. Yep. I mean, my kid will call me out all the time and tell me to breathe, you know? Yep. I'm like, oh, you're right. Oh, thanks. Because they're observing everything you're doing. Sure. So y- you can, y- it's a buddy system. Yeah, well, that's a, that's a good point. I mean, if you can just pass this info off to your kids and you guys practice it together, which is really, I mean, that's how you implement something in your house. Yes. You've yes. got to do it, guys. Like, it's you a know, shift. It's a culture shift. You have to, and you're the, the matriarch and or patriarch or whatever of your family. You know, you gotta, you got to walk that walk. And you don't have to be perfect at any of it. How long have you and I been talking about what fuck-ups we are when it <laughs> comes to all the basics I mean, all, since we've had this podcast? Oh, yeah. I mean, several years. Yeah, yeah, years, and, and long before this podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, of, of still leagues beyond where I started. Sure. But I'm still fucking up yes. all the time. Yeah, man. The path ain't a straight line. Yeah. You it, know, and it's it's life. Life has its challenges and there are variables and things shift. People come, people go. You move, you change jobs. Uh, you have a baby. Life shifts. Right. Yeah. These vi- these 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 X factors all come in. And ain't you that can, the fucking truth. You can you can easily forget this stuff because before you start doing it, you're doing it wrong most of the time, and that's your comfort groove. That's where you fall back into, yeah. and you can forget. And it, you know, I can go three months and go, what? I'm just having the worst time. And it's like, oh, I'm not 
I'm not being as present. I'm not focusing on these things that I know I should be doing. I just stopped doing them because things were going really good. So yeah. you kind of let them fall to the wayside. Yep. And you realize by doing those things, that's why you were in that <laughs> great place. Got to go back to doing those again. I fall yep. into that pattern a lot. That's yeah. the real struggle. It, it, it is, you know, and having people around you to help is great. Having friends around you who have, you know, similar practices, it's, it's super helpful. Oh, yeah. But like you just said, your kids can be like a huge asset. Your kids, your partner, mm-hmm. just, just in your own home. And like we're, we're fortunate, you know, we like work together and we kind of have a culture here at, at work, yes. you know, where everybody's kind of, you know, we're always looking out for that. Like, hey, go take a minute, go breathe, go chill, go lay on the couch, you know, go turn on a show in the lounge. Mm-hmm. Do something to to reset. Yeah. Go for a walk in the park. I mean, we're think you know we're we're very um, uh, lucky to have this. Uh, well, we're not lucky. We picked the spot because the park. But yeah, whatever. But it's nice. <laughs> it's, it's, nice. It, it's nice to have. You know, get out there, listen to the fountain, listen to the stream, and and if you're still working from home, go out front, go out back. No shit. You know what I mean? Like, um, don't sit in your home office all day, and then you don't ever leave, and yeah. then you you know. Then all of a sudden you shift out of work to home, but you're in the same fucking room. Oh, dude, that go is, outside. That is such a, a a key point. Listen, <laughs> the podcast this is this esoteric life podcast. He just did a quote like today. I think it says, "If you repress your emotions, you will cause your chi to stagnate. If you overindulge in emotion, you will drain your chi." Mm. Right. So you're talking about sitting in your apartment, in your office, or in your house, in your office, or whatever. You're just gonna stagnate. Mm-hmm. You ever seen a stagnant pond? We grew up out in out in hillbilly country, so like we know what a nasty looking pond looks mm-hmm. like. Versus some of the most beautiful crystal clear streams that you could see down in the Texas Hill Country or in Colorado, or lots of places around the world, right? Right. Like moving water. Water is emotion. So if we're going to talk about like um, alchemical symbolism in the in the human body, mm-hmm. which is essentially what we're talking about, um, remember emotions are water. That's what they are, and they stagnate got to move them yeah. emotions energy in motion got to move around well we're made of a ton of water and we're mostly water yeah so it literally is just sitting settling in yeah. and you settle in and your emotions settle in and you find yourself blah yeah everybody's living it with this uh, uh work from home thing you know uh, you know what we got to do hmm you got to move yep you got to move and you got to drink water go move Drink lots of water and go sweat. It's summertime. I don't know. I, mean, I doubt anybody's dealing with the kind of heat we got down here. Not, no, ma- not many people. This is rough. This is, yeah. But uh, you, and you don't you don't have to get out and and uh, run a mile, and you no. don't have to do fifty push-ups. You can just just walk down your driveway and back, and stand on the porch and and yeah. stick your hands over your head and take a deep breath, and just that kind of movement can can start this transformation of emotion. You know, it doesn't have to be this overwhelming, well, I'd love to go outside, but I'm out of shit. I don't really want to go for a run. No, you no. don't have to go for a long walk. Just no. just get outside. That's it. In the middle of the day, in the direct sunlight yeah. for as long as you can. You know, here it's averaging like 105 with the heat index of you 110, know, plus. 110 plus. So it's, you know, brief moments of it, yeah. but uh, it, it's it's super effective. It, it can change your whole outlook on, on the rest of your day yeah. and, and your mental health. Move. Breathe, drink, right? Drink lots of water. Drink lots of water. Sweat that stuff out. I started doing the sauna thing. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I feel like my focus when I get out of the sauna is just bananas. 
Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't know if I it's. I mean, I do it every day, so I don't know if it's um if it's the workout or the sauna. But I think I think it's the sauna. And I think when I do the sauna, I don't, I don't always get a chance to. But when I do it, I think it's a big thing, and I think it's the sweat mm-hmm. because you're just. Oh, actually, I I know it is. I'm gonna I'm gonna use an example. So like, I'll go in there with a, a full insulated water bottle, right? It's like this. My new one's only 32 ounces because I lost the last two big ones. Um, you don't have my black big 64 ounce water bottle at your house, do you? I don't think so, man. I do have a glass of yours from the we were drinking that Nick Offerman Lagavulin. Ah. And I I guess it made its way back to my house. <laughs> 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 anyway, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So w- there's something about just sitting in there in that sauna. Or I know I literally talked to a guy at the gym that said that he was sitting in his car because it's Texas. And you can sit in your car and it's basically a dry sauna. Mm-hmm. Probably anywhere in this country right now in the summertime you can just sit in your car you don't have to have a sauna you can go outside you can sit on a bench you don't have to you know whatever the more you sweat the better is all i'm saying drink tons of water um get yourself an insulated water bottle if you can especially if you're gonna be out in the heat but even if you don't get an insulated one just get a water bottle have one just drink you know um but it'll replenish it flushes all the shit out i'm not a good crier you know that like i try to cry Mm -hmm. it's not it's a hard thing for me to I'm, i'm still working on that to do that I'm convinced that tears, they get rid of shit. Oh, we yeah. We talked about that, right? Um, but sweating is that thing, too. It's that water. The water in our body is holding on, whether it's tears or sweat or probably bot- other bodily fluids, too. You know, they hold on to a lot of our stuff. Mm-hmm. And you get that stuff out of your body and replenish it with good fresh water. And that reminds me of um, the, uh, I went to the testosterone doc- doctor this morning. That's right. Um and uh, they, they told me that donating blood is good for you. Um, this is another thing I never knew. Call me stupid. or you know, we, we did go to the, our high school was ranked dead last in the state of Texas yes. for education. Yes. So it's possible that there's some of that going on too. Potentially <laughs> has something to do. <laughs> I'm sitting here talking to people. They're like, what do you mean? We learned that in sixth grade. Mm. Um, I never learned that donating blood was good for you. But as soon as she told me that, and I started thinking about the sauna and the and the water, I was like, yeah, you donate blood, you're getting rid of all that shit. Right. And then your body's rebuilding new red blood cells. Nice new fresh blood for you. Yeah, it's fresh blood. Yeah. You could be like Hollywood. We'll just drink it from children. Mm. Ba-doom. Mm. <laughs> oh, man. They're probably going to delete this episode now. That's a rabbit hole. Adrenochrome's a thing. <laughs> I just want to say that Google has a processor for their computers. Their new one's called Adreno, and their browser is called Chrome. That's oh, a fact. So wow. you can Google that. Everyone knows Google Chrome is their browser of choice, and their their new CPU or their, their processor from Google is called Adreno, Adreno Chrome. So Interesting. Anyway, um, so <laughs> you can flush your body out, the water in your body out. It's like an oil change for a truck. It makes total sense. It makes total sense with water and sweat and heat. And you can do the same thing with your blood, with good blood, good, you know, good water, good thoughts, good vibes, because all that stuff goes into Yeah, that falls right into the um, the thing we talked about on the uh, podcast before about your cells, you know, basically regenerating your whole body over a certain amount of time. And what you do in that amount of time depends on the new cells and how well they're going to come in, what they're going to do for your body, you know. And so the blood and the water fits right into that. Doesn't it? Yeah. It does, you know. Just think about you in your life. At the end of your life, you live, you know, 100 years or whatever. And you are the product 
of all of your actions, decisions, and experiences and all that. So, you know, you go crap a million times in your life. You know, you spit a million times in your life. You produce bodily fluids. You produce sweat. You, you cut your hair off. There's all of this waste that the human body creates. Well, our cells are the same exact way. Mm-hmm. They're the same way, right? They're always shedding things and, and, and excreting things. And they're, if you're pumping them full of good shit, they live a good life. Just like you, right? You'd be looking like Keith Richards when you're 80, you know? Or like Keith Richards when he was 40, and you could be 80. I don't know. I don't look like Cher. Yeah, right. Uh, or J-Lo. J-Lo. Yeah, yeah, give me that J-Lo blood. <laughs> um, your cells are the same way. If you if you think happy thoughts, if you fill them full of good things, um, your cells are going to live a lot happier life. But they only live about, you know, depending on the the organ or the function of the cell, they only live a few weeks. Mm-hmm. So guess what, guys? You got an opportunity to hit the fucking reset button. You know? Every few weeks, you got a new liver. Every few weeks, you got a uh, new pancreas. Every few weeks, you got oh, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just put good stuff in there. Put good stuff. Yeah. And you get good things out. You get what you give. You know? Um, Speaking of the testosterone doctor, so that was an experience. I, uh... Uh, so I am 35. I'm about to be 36 next month, and um, and so my energy levels are just not—they've not been there. And like I've been working out hard, 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 and uh, I'm not recovering. You know, I'm not. It takes me a fucking week to recover from leg day, and I'm trying to do what leg day two or three times a week. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I'm just—it's—it's. It's, uh, and I've been—I've been, I've been at it really hard lately. But I mean, I've—I've I've been at it pretty hard for a year, and I've been at it kind of hard for a year and a half yeah, you know very consistent very consistent really um a couple of little you know spans in there during quarantine where i kind of fell off and into some bad habits of various recreational kinds but those days are long gone um by and large i've taken pretty good care of myself and the body just doesn't recover um it's been really hard to to, to gain a whole lot of strength and, and muscle mass and stuff so anyway i went and got tested my testosterone was low you know which is weird, you know. You're a guy, and your like testosterone starts going. Right. It's like, what is that? What is that? We we weren't, we weren't ever really taught about that either, you know. But mm-hmm. I think you know, know what it is. Yeah. I know a little bit about its, you know, job that it does. But yeah, I picked all that up way later in life. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. I. You know, it's like our 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 dads and stuff. You know, like they're just like, yeah, you get old, testosterone goes away, dick stops working. Right. I don't want to be that guy, <laughs> you know, but I think the working out thing is going to help with that. I think it's got to help, but like shit, it's been a year and a half. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to make of it, but. So you get it, you're getting some, some testosterone? Yeah, dude, they shot me in the ass this morning. Nice. Yeah, it wasn't bad at all, man. It's, it's an in and out thing. They've made it very um, efficient. You know, I used to take s- steroids in high school mm-hmm. and I bought them from this big fucking jacked up dude. Like he, I don't know. I don't think he worked at the gym, but <laughs> he was always there. He'd just sell him out of the trunk of his car. Right. This is basically that, but you know, like w- way more like professional, professional looking, Regu- regulated. It's reg- a regulated version of fucking jacked up swole guy at the gym. Hmm. But they said it's gonna make you know make me recover better because the, the muscle recovery has become such a problem. I, I can't sleep well, you know. I got to work out because I, I, the difference in my emotions is so crazy 
when I work out, I can, you know, my emotions are, I'm, I don't get sad. I don't really get sad when I'm working out hard. I don't get sad, you know, just recently went through, um, through a breakup in my personal life, been kind of tough, sometimes staying on top of shit, but when I'm working out, it's just not a problem. Mm -hmm. And at first I was concerned that like, maybe I was working out like as a distraction Sure. Or, or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. And I, you know me, like, I don't want to common thing. I don't want to do that. Right. Right. I'm going to fucking face <laughs> it, you know? And then I realized that that wasn't actually the case at all. Very quickly within a couple of days and, and some serious, you know, self analysis. It was like, no, I'm working out really hard. And then I'm going and sitting with the loneliness mm -hmm. and I'm observing it up close and I'm picking it apart and I'm going, oh, okay, well, that's how this works. That's why this is here. You're lonely about this because she did this and you, you know, yeah, uh, uh, which brings me back to I won't get into this, but I watched that David Sloss part two, the jigsaw thing. Yes, motherfuck, that is like the best, the best I possible thing you could have sent me to watch right now. I told you, guys, go watch the David Sloss uh, Sloss special on Netflix. It's two parts. It's amazing. He's a genius. But anyway, yeah, I just realized I, w I you know, the loneliness was there, and I was like, okay, well, this and that and this and whatever, and I'm able to observe it and and and. Uh, throw away the crappy stuff and stick the other good stuff back in my brain, the stuff that's healthy and makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I'm not doing it to distract myself, but the, the exercise, um, the sweat, the, 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 the mental challenge of pushing through barriers physically is without question direct for me. And I think probably, f I think, I bet this is true for most people, if not a universal human truth by design is that when you're, when, when you go through a challenge, physically whether it's in jiu-jitsu or it's in the gym or it's on a bicycle or uh, you know probably a tennis court or a whatever whatever it is but i mean strenuous strenuous work the more strenuous the better but obviously everybody starts somewhere i'm not nearly as <laughs> there's a lot of people in the gym that you know make me look like a little baby mm -hmm. um so i'm not saying that i'm anything right but i just the more intense uh the challenge in your own mind that you have to push through the deeper into your mind you have to dig for that strength. Mm -hmm. And your mind is like a multi-layered catacomb of potential. And the deeper you go, the more you find those dark corners where the strength is. But I'm not going to get that deep if I don't push myself past this 10th rep into the 12th, mm -hmm. maybe, right? Or the 15th, you know? Or maybe it's just the 5th or 6th, you know, depending on, on what you're doing. Maybe it's a mile. You're like, damn, the other day, I, you know, I just tried to see how fast I could run a mile you know and like toward the end i just i just got in the zone with my br again with my breathing the breathing was the, the piece i've never really understood my whole life till now um but pushing past that mental barrier i left the gym feeling like fucking superman you know there's no room to get sad mm -hmm. there's no room to feel lonely i was sitting there with a pretty bad motherfucker <laughs> you know in my own brain i was accomplished mm-hmm mm -hmm. And there's a self-image thing and a self-confidence thing, and a, you know, all that stuff. Oh, absolutely. That's all wrapped up in overcoming those challenges. And, you know, it's just one of those things that uh, I'm still sort of new to that realization as a guy who grew up doing sports, grew up doing martial arts, doing all this stuff, and then didn't do fuck all from 20 to 33. But right. destroy my body, you know, by sitting in a desk 10 hours a day, taking Adderall and solving problems. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so I'm rebuilding my lower back. I'm unblocking my root chakra, unlocking my sacral chakra, accessing that kundalini ener energy, you know. And it seems to be working out Wakes nice for you. Wakes the dragon up. Well, thank you. It feels, it feels good. I mean, you've, uh, you've seen me at my worst. 
And this has got to be somewhere near my best, I would imagine, from an outsider's perspective. Uh, The mental focus that you get from this stuff is key. The mental focus, whether you're... When you're walking around anxious, how focused are you on your shit? Oh, not at all. It's... And then that feeds the anxiety. You know, it's the snake eats its tail right there. Snake eats its tail. I'm not. I'm not getting things done, so I'm anxious. <laughs> I'm anxious, so I'm not getting stuff done. Oh. Yeah, it's it's awful. It's it's exactly what it is. It's a vicious cycle, and you can just get caught in that loop and operate there for your whole life. Yeah, yeah. We all know people who have. So um, imagine, imagine all of the different things that can give a person anxiety, right? So everybody's listening to this that might have different triggers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <coughs> Just imagine taking a, a nice long inhale and then giving it, you know, throwing out that little smile, holding it, and then let that exhale out longer than the inhale, you know, nice and controlled like you're blowing out through a straw. Actually, use a straw if you want to, to practice. Mm-hmm. You'll feel what that feels like. And there's all kinds of breathing exercises. We're going to do more breathing exercises in other episodes. I've, I've figured that out from listening to this, uh, to see free on his show. It's like that's the breathing exercises and stuff. Little simple, simple things. So powerful. So powerful. Help you reset all that stuff. Teach it to your children, guys. Teach it to your kids. They need it now. Yeah, they do. Uh, they're back in school. I don't know if everybody's back in school. It's it's very different. Your 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 oldest is back in school. Yeah. She's going to school in person, and then yours are doing their virtual s- starting school. virtual. Yeah, they'll be in <coughs> like September, early September. They'll go right. to to regular school. What has that been like for? Oh, it's the wild west. <laughs> it is. It is. I mean, I literally was there two days before the school year uh, to drop off some paperwork to the to the um, staff there. And she's going into intermediate school, so it's already kind of a big deal for her. She's out of elementary, new school, all new teachers. Um, so she's nervous. I'm a little nervous with all the stuff going on. What are the rules? You know, not necessarily concerned for her safety. I was more concerned of how regulated they were going to be. Right. Because yeah, they're so concerned for, it's like the for ki- my kids. Safety. Kids are going to be going to school in Auschwitz. And uh, she said, uh, she said, ah, it's going to be. It's going to be interesting, but but we're going to get it figured out. And this is two days before the first day of school. This is Tuesday. She was going back on Thursday, and I was like, oh, no. So I was nervous, but we sent, and she came back. And uh, it was the opposite of what was described. I mean, they get out of the car, and then she puts on her little mask. You know, got her nice, comfortable one she can feel like she can breathe in. But they go in, mask stays on. They sit down at their desk, which is as far apart as they can get it from the next kid. She says, like, if I reach my arm out in any direction and they reach their arms out, we can't touch each other. So they're pretty far apart. Yeah. Mask stays on. Teacher wears the mask the whole time. Uh, She's meeting these new adults, doesn't know what their face looks like. (laughs) You know, meeting all these new friends and kids, don't know what their face looks like. And that part for her, she said, was very weird. Oh, yeah, I bet that's weird. And then, uh, you know, they... They didn't. They went outside for about five minutes. Uh, they got to take their masks off while they were out there because they weren't allowed to go near each other or touch each other. So they all just kind of stood around six feet apart in a parking lot, getting some heat on them because it was like literally 107 degrees that day in the yeah. middle of the afternoon in Texas. And I'm sure there was tons of shade in the fucking concrete parking lot. Guys, listen, listen. If you've got little kids... 
they're not getting the exercise they need no in school you've got to take that into your own hands yeah you got to take that into your own hands your kids are not getting enough my uh my oldest is a freshman and he's um he said that you know, they only need one pe credit for all of high school you only need one pe credit um that which is which is like a semester i think i think that's like one semester so you got you know four years you got eight semesters you only need one pe credit right the human body is literally the fucking thing that we use to navigate the world. And they only want these kids getting one semester of understanding of the fucking spacesuit that they're going to wear for the rest of their natural life. Parents, you've got work to do. They also only give them one credit of an elective of psychology, which is like the other fucking half of what we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's the mind and the body. Guys, it's the mind and the body. It's the two most important things. It's, it's not the most important. It's the two things that we are, right, outside of the spirit. This is two-thirds of what we are as human beings has gotten crammed into two semesters of school. Like out of however many hours of school they're going to go to. Oh, it's a ton. You know, the, the in their high school career or whatever, think about what piece of that pie chart is going to be comprised of psychology and physical education. So it's mental education or, or, or emotional education and physical education. Think about how crazy that is. And this is a public school system that is operated by the government that at least half this country thinks cares about your health and your well-being. Think about that. Yeah, I'm not seeing it. I, I don't see, I don't know. It's not showing up, right? Because we know that there are things that work we, we're talking about these breathing exercises. There's things like stretching and yoga, and there's all this stuff you can do, proper nutrition, all this stuff you can do to be healthy. Where's the education on that? The government cares so much. These white lab coats that are selling you vaccines and selling you fear every day, they care. They really care about you. These pharmaceutical companies and the insurance companies, the politicians, they really, really care. They just forgot to mention to your kids that breathing could save them from a lifetime of anxiety and depression. That just thinking positive thoughts could change your life forever because we project the reality that we feel inside of our brain out to the rest of the world. That's how we live. We go through that life. They leave these little bitty details out. Parents, you got work to do. We gotta, we gotta do this. We gotta understand these things for ourselves and we gotta help our little kiddos figure this stuff out too. I learned a new term recently uh, from this uh, podcast I keep uh, keep referencing. Um, uh, being disassociated from your body. Um, it's a, it's a ob- obviously, it, you know, it's obvious what it means, but I never heard it before. But when C. Free was talking about it, I realized that like I'm sitting here in my body right now. I can feel my muscles, I can feel my whole body because I've, I've been pretty active. But like you can see a lot of these kids and a lot of people that are not in their body at all. Bro, there's a show on TLC called I Didn't Know I Was Pregnant. There we go. There's a whole show about it. There we go. So how out of your motherfucking body. I mean. How insanely I mean. out of your body do you have to be? to have another life form 
just like you, growing inside of your womb, the thing that you were designed to grow things in, and you didn't notice. Mm -hmm. Do you know how out of your body you have to be, how disassociated from your body you have to be for that to happen? I, I've been down those roads, like in my own life, where I was out of my body because I was sitting in a chair on Adderall 10 hours a day. Mm -hmm. I get it. I mean, I don't know about that. That's a different level of, of not paying attention. But I know, th at least in my life, the, the spectrum of total bodily dissociation to where I am now, what the quality of life is, what your focus is, your reflexes, your anxiety, all of that stuff is all in there. Guys, listen. This society has been built to disassociate us from our bodies for every purpose except for binge eating and binge fucking. That is the only thing they want us in our body doing. They want to sell us food and they want to sell us sex. Yeah. They're going to sell your children food and sell them the shittiest, brightest colored, sweetest tasting, most artificial shit that has been chemically engineered to hit exactly the points in your tongue and in your brain because everything in your tongue connects to a specific place in your brain. Just like every muscle you have connects to a different place in your brain. Everything is everything. This is the alchemical or hermetic occult anatomy of man, of humans, is that every muscle in your body connects to your brain, every tongue, everything in your tongue connects to somewhere in your brain, and this stuff's all engineered for this. We got that, that, that hot new uh, Cardi B track. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That WAP. WAP. I'm not even going to go there. I'm not even going to go there. But it's, um, it is the most vulgar and toxic song ever written. It's not a song. This is a, like, this is a demonic mantra of these fucking sexual demons that have been manufactured by this horrible, atrocious music industry that exists. And this is the only thing they want your kids doing. They want them it's fucking for the young people. It's, it's for, for the, the young, young people. people. Watch the video. Watch it. If you're, if, if, if you are... If you're a parent and you want to and you want to <laughs> really understand what you're up against, go watch this fucking video. I got about 45 seconds in, right? Um, and I couldn't handle it. That's it. Oh yeah, no. Um, you mentioned it to me mm -hmm. the other day, and I I, I hadn't seen it. And it it's popped wild. up. Well, I just kept I just kept seeing this reference. That's how far out of the zeitgeist I am with a lot of these yeah, things. It's memes and stuff. This wap 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 and it's Cardi B wap Cardi B wap. I didn't know what mm -hmm. wap stood for. And I was just like, yeah, I'm yeah. go to YouTube or whatever, and it hit me. And I've that's I only listened to that like that 30 seconds, yeah. whatever it was. I haven't heard the whole song, but that was enough. They was like, they want you out of your body. They do that with screens. They do that with screens. Okay. Um. They do it with stress. They get you in your head, right? But they've built this virtual reality. They want you out of your body, and the only time they want you in your body is to fucking to eat. And I know what that's like, right? Mm -hmm. I know what it's like to be out of my body and kind of the only bodily things I'm doing is like eating and fucking. And I know what was going on in my life. Right. And I know what my depression levels were like and what my anxiety was like and what my relationship health was like. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a good place to be, right? It's been a long time since I've been in that situation, many, many years, but I still remember it, you know? And then when I sit back nowadays and I, I look back at, like, or stand back from the current situation, the current zeitgeist, and I look at it, I go, oh, that's why I was like that. <laughs> that's, mm -hmm. that's why people are like that. It wasn't just me. It's like they do this 
right? It's like getting you addicted to, to, to porn and to fast food and to crappy um, sweet drinks or, you know, whatever it is, or alcohol, right? That's, that's a big one for a lot of people, you know. You got you to gotta be aware of this stuff, y'all. Don't get disassociated from your body. Breathe and stretch and move. Mm-hmm. Breathe and stretch and move, you know. Move around. I'm not saying you got to do 500 push-ups every morning. Just move and stretch. Stay active. Stay active. We just bought the house, so I just went through uh, the moving process. <laughs> <laughs> and then taking care of getting this thing in. It's an older house. You didn't build a house brand new. So there were things that needed to be fixed. There's constantly work to be done. I have a tremendous lawn that I am in charge of mowing. And just through the simple act of incorporating all of this, these extra steps in this movement, it's not working out by any means. It's just being more active than I was in a little apartment where everything, you call a maintenance guy, you know, you don't go to Home Depot and buy some wood and then cut and nail and drill and all, all of these things, man. I'm down 22 pounds <laughs> in three months. I sat in quarantine. I didn't do anything. I wasn't active. I got depressed. I gained a bunch of weight. Yeah. And then just by simply changing the culture of the environment that was, you know, moving into this new house and starting all of this new activity. I'm not working out, but I'm seeing tremendous results physically. And then that carries over to, to me being a husband, a father, a, yeah. a coworker, you know, all that stuff, it all adds up. So there's, there's, it's, it, I w- would have stopped myself in the past hearing this going, I don't really, you know, working out's not for me. It's yeah. not necessarily working out. It's just being active, being active. Yeah. Yeah, don't be sedentary. You know, we're, we're not designed for it. A- at no point in human history until, you know, the last, uh, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, 100 years. I mean, it's since the Industrial Revolution, I guess. Yes. You know, it's gotten more so the last 150 years, whatever. Um, but until then, like, for the most part, like, humans, were, like, we're supposed to be, like, roaming and moving and doing things. And I'm not just talking about, like, our monkey ancestors or whatever. I, I mean, like, you know, 150 years ago. Like, you ever read Tom Sawyer, like, Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn? kids fucking ran everywhere mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's all they did you know um for all all of human history m- look m- movement is built into our being it's built into who we are it's it's what we're our bodies are designed to do is to move and if you don't use it you lose it it's, it's true with everything mm-hmm. your joints your flexibility your breathing control you know all of that stuff and it's all tied together you know it's all tied together because, look, you start sitting, you know, for anybody who follows, like, the chakra system stuff, you know, I'm not an expert by any means, but I know how they apply to my life. And um, you got chakras that are, like, basically energy centers that run up your spine. And you have this energy that goes up your spine and spirals around. Uh, that's called your kundalini. And it goes up all seven chakras. And if you have a blockage, it doesn't flow right. It's, it's, this is a pipeline. This is a plumbing issue. Mm-hmm. That's all this is. Or an electrical issue, depending on, <laughs> I guess, how you want to look at it. It's plumbing or electrical. Either way, same thing, mm-hmm. right? Uh, hermeticism. Everything's everything. Um, but when you have a root chakra blockage, it causes certain problems in your life, right? It can be sexual problems. Uh, your root chakra is your, like, your base reptile. Think of your reptile brain, all the things that your reptile brain handles. That's your root chakra, right? It's the bottom of the rainbow of the chakras. And that's your safety, you know? So if you're anxious all the time, you probably have a root chakra blockage. Yeah. You know? 
And guess what causes root chakra blockage? Sitting on the fucking pain. Right? Because where's your root chakra? It's down there under your butt. And you're sitting here, you know, where your lower back is. Your lower back is, is just getting weaker and crappier sitting around all the time. And so you get blockages. And you have sexual problems. You have anxiety problems. You have all these things that 90% of the people in this country have. Mm-hmm. You know? It's rampant. It's rampant because we sit all the time. You know? Uh, your sacral chakra is the next one up. And it's the same thing. And that one's associated with, you know, being able to let loose and have a good time. And it's just sort of moving up the evolutionary ladder. And that's where your most common blockages are are in that area. So and you feel anxious and you're not having a good time and you're uptight. And that's, you know, you work those out through through stretching and through moving and through not continuing to sit in the same fucking chair day after day for 10 well, hours. That's what I was about to say. A lot of people are going to go, yeah, I sit all day, but I got a really nice chair. I got this really great chair and it, it helps. Well, no, if you're going to sit, sit about as uncomfortably as you can stomach that's really the way that you need to be doing this the more comfortable chair you got the worse yeah the worse you're for sure <laughs> you're doing yeah it. yeah if you want to be healthy get comfortable being uncomfortable mm -hmm. that's it yeah you don't want a comfy chair the comfier the more fucked up you're going to get faster yeah. period right um because as is true with everything else your comfort zone will kill you mm -hmm. comfort zone is not your enemy make yourself uncomfortable you got to be uncomfortable to grow got to be uncomfortable to grow you guys have heard us tell the story about the lobster they jam themselves up underneath a rock in a hard place in the bottom of the ocean floor as hard as they can grind themselves up against the sand of the rock but they got to do it right mm -hmm. that's how they get a new shell the discomfort the causes the change and the growth yep and we're talking about lobsters nobody even knows how long they live so they've got something <laughs> figured out like we still don't know yeah they're basically invincible unless like you know we eat them right or something eats them. Mm. I guess, you know, everything in the ocean could potentially eat a lobster if they wanted to. Yeah. If the ocean finds out how delicious they are, yeah, they're, then they're in trouble. Yeah. So, look, move, breathe, laugh. Laugh, joy. One of the best things you can use to kill stress is, is joy, is laughter, humor. Laughter is the best medicine. It really is. Um, I'm fortunate to have friends around me uh, and kids that ma make me laugh quite a bit. Uh, but if you're not around, saying you, because JC's right here, JC's not here, or my, my kids aren't around or whatever, like, throw on a comedy special. You know, a lot of people just don't watch comedy. Um, they don't want to mm -hmm. make time for it. Mm -hmm. You know, they want to watch something more serious. They want to watch dramas. I've been that guy, too. You're missing out. Um, and I, I don't mean that like, uh, I mean that in a very serious way. Um, you're fucking up. Mm -hmm. You, you, it's, it's, it's almost like the sitting thing. Humans are made to laugh. We're made to cry. We're made to run. We're made to sleep. We're made to breathe. You know what I mean? Like we're, it's this dualistic, Taoistic, you know, hermetic thing. Everything is dual. You're made to do all these things. It's balance. Mm -hmm. You can't have balance when it's only one side. Right. right. And so to be a multifaceted person, watch your, watch movies that make you cry. Watch movies that make you laugh. Watch movies that get you exhilarated, get your adrenaline going. And if you can, when you're doing this stuff, provide the opportunity to experience those emotions and feel comfortable doing it. You know, most people are uncomfortable with crying. We have a friend who's got a, a son on the way. Mm -hmm. Talking with him, he was like, man, I'm afraid I'm going to cry. I said, okay, okay, 
well, I, I cried like yeah. a baby. It was tears of joy. It was wonderful. And I haven't cried since before, like, high school. And I, I don't know. My wife just seen, she never seen me cry. What? He's also he's from a different, whole different culture. Yeah, you that's know, true. But still, but still, I mean, it's a thing. It's yeah, still, like, 100%. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a crier. Yeah, you give me a right uh, uh, commercial, <laughs> whelp up. You know. Yeah, I, I wish, man. It's such an important thing to do. You know, uh, we're made to do all this stuff. We're not made to sit uh, in this. What is what? What shape is our body in? It's kind of a Z shape. I don't know. It's kind of an uh, whatever. There's a couple ninety degree angles. A couple yeah. of ninety degree angles going on, yeah. and I'm not saying that the human body's not made to sit in ninety degree angles because obviously we are. You know, lots of yogis out there that sit in crazy positions, but you're not supposed to do it ninety percent of your waking life mm-hmm. with no reprieve and no stretching. I mean, one of the biggest things that I've struggled with is like my hips on the front of my hips from sitting so much. Those the, the hip flexors across the front they shorten, they tighten, right? That shit's really hard. 13 plus years of me sitting all the time. It doesn't fix overnight. And it's the most uncomfortable thing in the fucking world to stretch those hip flexors. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's, the, it's the worst. It's one of those grinding, grating feelings. Like you just don't like it, mm-hmm. you know? But you sit for 13 years, it's what you get. And for all you youngsters out there, you little motherfuckers, you young people who are still bouncing back, Making JC and I feel old. It's going to happen to you, too. Yep. Uh, and I'm not saying that as a threat or a curse. What I'm saying is it's going to happen to you, too, if you don't take control of your life now. Yeah, don't wait. Don't wait. I, 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 I'm I, telling you, man, I was a young man. I was I was in my 20s. I was 25, 28, 29, 30, and then about 31. Everything stopped being the same. And then it just was downhill. Now you're maintaining. Yeah, you know, you, you yeah. I'm 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 on the upswing. I'm on the upswing. You know, I got back to do, I could do my standing backflip again. Uh, I, I might blow a disc 50% of the time when I try it, but I can do it. Um, but no, that's again something you got to fix with with stretching and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So let's look at what we got here. I'm gonna go through my notes. Um, oh, you know what? Hold on. So we were talking about being uh, disassociated from the body. Uh, so I just want to go back to that for just a second and I'm going to cruise into something else. But, um, so yeah, don't disassociate from your body, stretch, move, breathe, uh, be in your body. It will, it will bring your energy down from your head into your body just by doing pushups, by walking, by stretching. It will pull your consciousness, all that, 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 that shit storming your head of the anxiety, the depression, whatever. It'll suck that down into your body like a vacuum cleaner. Just, It'll just bring your spirit back into your body and get you out of your head. Screens and virtual reality and all that stuff will pull you back into your head. That's why you got to get out there and do it. Another thing that, that helps big time is vistas, right? So, it's like, if you look at your phone, you're, like, eight inches away from the screen. And so your consciousness is just back beaming back and forth. The light that's reflecting off that phone is... Uh, is is eight inches worth of light speed away from your consciousness, right? Now imagine going up onto this nice, big, tall, beautiful mountain, and then you're staring out for hundreds of miles, and the light takes hundreds of miles at the speed of light to get back to your optic nerve and do whatever it does in the front of your brain. We've evolved. We've evolved 
to enjoy these vistas and they resonate with you when you when you stare at a vista you, it's it's beautiful it's striking right everybody's seen a beautiful view from a mountaintop somewhere right it's a beautiful thing being able to look off into the distance at the horizon not much better than that not for, not for the consciousness not for your not for your stress levels or your state of mind take you a breath smile stare off at the horizon that's a reset button right there buddy add in a sunset Ooh, that's what's happening now if you're staring at your screen it's the opposite your heart rate's going to go up neck jaws clench all that stuff all the stuff we talked about don't go that route get back down to your body um let's see what we got here well i was going to mention you know just for the sake of mentioning here that if you ask me the reason why the whole system is 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 structured in such a way that it pulls us out of our body is because people in their body are very difficult to control in fact people that have a uh, a, str a strong and stable mind body spirit balance are very difficult to control uh for example so do you think you could take some guy or lady to who, who's got all their shit together mind body spirit right they're doing yoga they're doing breath work they're running they're lifting they're laughing they're loving right live laugh love mm -hmm. right they got the karen sign on their wall you take a person like that who's really got all their shit together you're not going to sell them a burger full of pink slime. They're no. not they're not going to do it. You know why? Because you bought into a burger like that and when you know what you're doing, when you have your shit together, when you're aware of what's going on in your body, you take a bite of that and your body spits it back out. You can't do it. Right? Mhm. Mm you just can't do it if you're in your body. Now, if you're the kind of person who is 7 months pregnant and doesn't fucking know it, you're probably eating whatever the fuck you feel like, whatever they're throwing at you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? That's what happens, right? You're not going to get somebody to buy a nasty McDonald's cheeseburger with God knows what in it when they're in their body. Uh, you're also not going to get people to... Um, to uh, to sit in a, in a in a nice big cozy comfy chair in front of a computer all day long staring at a screen tearing their back apart tearing their attention span apart popping Adderall to solve problems for some faceless corporation for a decade or more or fifty years you're not going to get that person to do it if they're in their body and they have their mind body and spirit together either because either a they're going to get a stand desk <laughs> a standing desk and they're not going to keep um, uh, reinforcing those imbalances in their body, right? Those people are just, they're going to have their shit together, right? They're going to, uh, when you have your shit together, you don't, you're not as easy to control. You're not going to buy what they are, are selling you. And you're also not going to be as afraid when they're peddling their, their fear porn at you, mm -hmm. right? Uh, also, when you have your, your mind, body, spirit together, um, you know, you're, you're not going to be living on Pornhub, right? If you're into porn, that's fine. That's, that's not my business. I don't care. I'm not talking down on it, but a lot of us at different points in our life, myself included, and about a million other people, you spend too much time on that shit. Porn can be a problem, but they but they throw it at you. Fast food can be a problem. They throw it at you. And not just fast food, but the bad food, the nasty shit, the alcohol, all that stuff. They throw it at you. When you're grounded, you know the biggest thing about being grounded in my body that I have seen 
is my sex drive has become infinitely healthier. Mm. Infinitely healthier. I don't crave sex anymore ever. When I want it, I want it, and I can pretty much turn it on. Okay. You know, and it and it almost takes a dialing up, right? Yeah, because most men are like walking around, and it's kind of doing. It's in the driver's seat most of the time. Oh my god, my dick's been driving <laughs> so for so long. <laughs> yeah, you know, on and off at different times. Um, you know, it, that's totally it. You get in your body, you start getting, you know, uh, taking care of yourself. Use your body and your mind in coherence with each other, right? Joe Dispenza talks uh, about uh, mind-body coherence, I think is what he calls it. I don't, don't watch him a whole lot, but you know I dig his clips when I see him. He kind of gets on my nerves. He creeps me out a little bit. <laughs> he really does. I, but he's smart as shit, and I believe that he's, I mean, his stuff, I, he's never said anything to me that didn't make sense. Sometimes he talks over my head because he's smarter than me, but he just, I don't know, he's, he's, he feels slimy to me a little bit. But yeah. he's, he's fucking really good. To each his own. I love Joe Dispenza. He's great. Well, he's getting something positive from yeah, it. I think. I mean? I think he's a net positive. Um, I just personally, it's kind of like I tried to listen to David Goggins' book the other day. Fuck me. Is he reading it? Uh, <laughs> that dude. would be the best audio book ever. No. He's just yelling his own book at you. He does some. <laughs> it's, it's actually done in a podcast format. Oh, okay. So it's his, it's his ghostwriter that wrote the book for him mm -hmm. reading the book, but they're on a podcast. And so like in between chapters or certain sections, He'll engage Goggins, and they're sitting there like this, and they're talking. And Goggins, oh, that's interesting. Goggins is like, yeah, man, so I fucking fuck this and fucking fuck, man. You got to be a fucking warrior and fuck it. And I'm like, God damn, David. Uh, I'm not a David Goggins fan. I I, I tried to get into it. I, I love. Mad respect for him. Mad yeah. respect. That guy's a monster. He's definitely got to be. I mean, he's earned the title of baddest motherfucker on the planet, whatever. Um you know, I'm just not vibing in that place, right? It's just not, a, it doesn't resonate with me. Um, it's not my style as much, but and to, that's okay. to the tens of millions of people whose lives have been changed by David Goggins, I'm thankful that you found his stuff. I'm thankful I found his stuff, you know? A lot of the principles and stuff, again, I see sound clips of him talking, and I'm like, oh, this is badass. I just couldn't do the audio book. The guy's voice was grating. He was just, he read it, and I just couldn't stand it. And so anyway, I had to take a break. <laughs> um... I forget where I was even going with that. Where we got we Joe Dispenza, and then we went Joe to Joe Dispenza, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm, so, look, there's people that you can learn from that you don't have to love all their stuff, and I don't have to love all their stuff, but you can love it. I don't care. Um, Mind-body cohesion or coherence. Get it together. Your emotions will follow. If you're anxious, go move. Emotions. Water. Move. <laughs> Flow like water. Do some qigong. You know, move the chi. Um, another thing that Seafree was talking about was uh, there's three steps to it. You gotta you gotta m uh, make the, make the chi, right? Which you do with uh, food, water, and air. Okay. You gotta build the chi. Uh, I forget what he said about that positive thinking and whatever. I don't remember. And but you gotta circulate the chi, and that was the movement of it. Anyway, you gotta go listen to the, his podcast talking about uh, chi circulation and chi gong because he just simplifies it so much. But the point is, you gotta build the chi. So you got to take in good stuff, right? Right? Or you got to make you got to make it, and then and then you build it, and then you circulate it. And I forget all the build what the building thing was, but circulation is the thing that interests me the most because that's what I wasn't doing for so long, and that's what a lot of people don't do enough is move. So go move. All right. Um, let's see what else we got. Okay, I want to. 
we're gonna wrap this up. Let me let me tie in this last little thing that I that, that I was impacted by a lot. And um, a lot of you guys, well, some of you guys may know who C.T. Fletcher is. C.T. Fletcher is a power lifter um, back in the 80s. I think he set like the bench press record and all kinds of other stuff. Uh, anyway, he's a crazy man. He's a fucking wild man. And he's had like, I think he's died like three times and been brought back to life. And um, he went under for heart surgery and he got a whole new heart. Uh Somebody told me he had some like little Asian woman's heart, and he's like this big jacked up black guy. He's like huh. two twenty with a bench press record, and he got some little Asian lady's heart. I think David told me that or something. Interesting. Um, it could be wrong. You guys can look that up. But the point is, this dude died like three times, and then he got a, a, a different heart that's not his, and he's still just he's pounding away and he's overcoming all of it, and he's in the gym every day. And um, but he does these motivational videos, and I've never been into motivational videos of any kind from anyone virtually ever, right? I like education more than motivation, but I'm learning to humble myself, particularly in the realm of like martial arts and um, and uh, weightlifting and exercise. Cause it's not, I don't know much about that stuff, but I'm doing it and I wanna be good at it and get better, mm-hmm. right? So C.T. Fletcher did this video called, uh, you, can, you can Google C.T. Fletcher's 10 Commandments. And he's talking about, and, and this video just struck me right off the bat. Because what, what he does in this video, you guys can go pull it up right now if you want. Uh, and just hit pause here if, if, if you're in a situation to do that. If not, I'll just keep going. But um, he's forcing his muscles to grow. He has these 10 commandments of, 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 of muscle growth, and he walks you through them with this aggressive, like, oh, I'm fucking C.T. Fletcher, and he's just, like, yelling at his muscles. But the, but the, the, the point of all this is that he has, if you watch the video, he personalizes his muscles. He talks to them as if they're, entities or people or whatever in fact he talks to them as if they're like slaves and he is a uh uh just a think of like a i don't know some kind of a of, of a demigod overlord you know lashing the backs of a thousand slaves while they build the pyramids and he's some giant you know that's how he's talking to these things he's like grow i command you to grow you have to do what i fucking tell you to do now that may seem ridiculous to a lot of people mm-hmm but this guy holds several powerlifting world records. It works is the point. It's the truth if it works. Right. It's the truth if it fucking works. Yes. You, yes. No one in this room or anywhere in, in this, in, anywhere, is in any place to say that that doesn't work. He's, he, he's proof. He's living proof. Now, you could argue all day long that you don't have to do that to, to get there. Mm-hmm. But I'd be curious to hear who's making those arguments, and I bet they don't have any world records. Right. What he points out is that you got to be obsessed to be a champion. You got to be obsessed to be massively excellent at something, right? Same thing I heard Conor McGregor say several years ago that inspired me tremendously was he said, I'm not talented, I'm, I'm obsessed. And at that time, I was like, damn, that sucks because I get it, but I'm not obsessed with anything. <laughs> I'm not obsessed with being a, an amazing guitarist or an amazing podcaster. Anything. Yeah. I guess I got I got obsessed with being an amazing father. Yes. Right? Yes. And uh, that's the one thing that I did. Uh, next in line now is to just become an overall just an amazing human being, an optimized human. You know, to be to be fit and happy and and um, you know, to be to be ser- in service of others and to be in the best possible shape to do that. But this C.T. Fletcher video really struck me because 
uh, and I'm wrapping this up, guys, but stick with me through this. I know that we've probably not a huge power lifter audience here, but this is relevant, promise. The point is, is that he's talking to his body, he's personalizing that. Now, do you think that C.T. Fletcher really thinks that his muscles can hear him? Do you think that he really believes that they have emotions of their own? Of course not. You know? He starts off by saying that people will walk up to him and they'll say, CT, I've been doing what you said what you told me to do, and my muscles just won't grow. They just won't grow. And he just goes off. That's where he starts. And he goes, That's cause you're not telling them with conviction, motherfucker. You're talking to yourself and they lock people up for that shit. And that's it. You've got to believe it. You have to believe it when you're saying these things to yourself. When you're when you're when you're whether you're telling your muscles to grow or you're telling your brain to calm the fuck down or you're telling yourself in your breathing to chill out or you're telling yourself that everything is going to be okay and this will all pass right or you're telling yourself that you can push yourself to new limits in, in whatever area and you say well I keep saying these affirmations and it won't grow and what I'm doing here guys by the way uh, I didn't transition that all that well but we're talking about mind, body, and spirit. And what I found in this video from C.T. Fletcher was, was a way to, um, to sort of use spiritual uh, symbolism, reflective symbolism, to make an impact on your mind, right? And so I'll explain what I mean by that. So he knows his muscles can't hear him. They can't experience emotion. But in his mind, he has twisted his own mind with such conviction in that moment that he is screaming at these muscles that what's really happening is that's reflecting back into his mind and it's going into the engagement of those muscles. Those muscles are clenching tighter, pulling harder, pushing harder, whatever they're doing than they ever could if he hadn't dug deep and found a way to personalize those things, to turn them into an enemy or a slave or, or a servant. These muscles are his servant, right? I would argue that there's no way he could get that muscle engagement without doing that. But it's not because he's talking to his muscles. It's because he's talking to himself. So here's the thing. We need to breathe. We need to move. We need to drink water. We need to get fresh air. But we need to be very careful about how we talk to ourselves. Because that shit reflects back at us. Use your words wisely. Right? You don't have to speak to your muscles like they're slaves. You don't have to speak to yourself like, you know, whatever your body's not, you know, you don't have to look at it like that aggressive. I do suggest you watch that video and see if you can pick up on what I'm saying. Because what I am saying is that how you talk to yourself matters and your words can make a huge impact. These affirmations uh, can work. These can be strong spiritual tools using affirmations in conjunction with breath work, in conjunction with movement, all of this stuff all makes up w how I view the meaning of holistic health, to be wholly healthy, well, completely healthy and well, and whole, wholesome, right? To be whole, not partial, not broken, but to be whole, holistic health. Also holy, like the Holy Bible. Mm -hmm. I just now realized that those words, wholesome, holy, that those are the same words. Oh. Anyway. Use all the tools you've got. Play mind games with yourself. 
play physical games with yourself, push yourself, challenge yourself, love yourself, and teach teach damn kids to do the same thing because they're not getting shit else out there. Mm-mm. That ain't happening. They're standing them in the fucking parking lots, guys, away from their friends. They need to be socialized. We all need to be socialized. I don't give a shit. I really don't. What do you think about COVID as it, as it pertains to, to, to me making this comment? Go, you, you, you need socialization. I don't care. Maybe you just need to FaceTime your friends, whatever. But don't let all of all of this going on um, take away from your awareness of these things as it pertains to your kids. Because as adults, we're all going through some really weird stuff right now. These kids are going through fucking really weird stuff. And they're doing it during their formative years. And we need to be there. Now, I know everybody on this line is like everybody listening is trying to do their best because we got an audience of some of the best people ever. Mm-hmm. But we're here to give tools. I know you guys are going to fucking take it and run with it. We're just talking about it. Right. Go do it. Right. We're learning this. It's our, it's our journey in real time. Yeah, it's always has, always has been. <laughs> we are the official non-fucking experts. But you know what we are? We are, we are like, we're like two test pilots. In like How- Howard Hughes' new fucking jet plane, and we don't even—we're just crashing into shit, you know, wings ripping off, and we're having the—we're having a great time. Mm-hmm. But we got, you know, we're picking up things along the way, and we've seen results in our life, positive impacts, so much growth, and yeah. we're on this journey together, and we're learning, and we're sharing things, not because we're experts on them by any Fuck means, no. but because we've seen these things work. Yeah, they work in and our we lives. We know them to be true. Yeah, they work in our lives. They work in our kids' lives, and they work in the lives of uh, the the friends and family members and circles of people around us. And not to mention all the, you know, the listeners and the viewers and stuff that we get that we're so thankful for that share these stories with us. We, that, by the way, that's like our favorite thing to hear is <laughs> whenever this stuff resonates and it makes an impact, particularly in your families. That that really excites us mm-hmm. to hear that you uh, your relationship with your 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 parents or your kids or your you know your spouse or your whatever is is getting better. Your dog. Right, I love hearing those stories too. Mm-hmm. I'm a better dog owner now than I used to be because I'm fit, and my dog's really active. So I used to like sit and like shine a laser for him, and now I fucking run and chase him, and you know what I mean, tackle oh, yeah. him in the yard and stuff. It changes everything, man. We're gonna keep talking about health uh, in future episodes. Um, I'm gonna do some. Uh, you gotta get out of here. All right, you go ahead and jet. I'll wrap this up. All right. You guys tell JC bye. Bye guys. They said bye. Okay. <laughs> yeah, peace out. We'll see you, man. Uh, whenever. Um, so, th- just a little bit of housekeeping. I normally do this. Um, you think we would do this at the beginning, but uh, you guys might have realized that I've taken a break from Instagram. Uh, I'm going to be back a little bit just to uh, to do some promo stuff for the podcast and for the online store that we've got coming up here soon. I'll give you guys more detail on that. We've been, been working on that for a long time on the uh, the store. Um, I'll be honest, I've been distracted also for a long time and, uh, I've never been this focused. So it's, uh, it's, we're, we're going to launch this week. Um, just got a couple of things to wrap up administratively, but we're going to launch the store this week and I'll let you guys know what's up with that. But we've got, uh, we've got a bunch of custom designed clothing, um, that we handpicked, uh, you know, the, the 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 distributor, the manufacturer for the clothing, and it's all, uh, of course, you know, ethically sourced and all that stuff, ethically produced, and uh, the designs are 
um, like custom designs from uh, from me and one of my favorite, one of my best friends who's also a, a digital uh, artist named Brian Jeanette. So Brian and I have been working together for about 15 years. We've been friends for 15 years. And Brian is um, the most talented digital artist I've ever met when it comes to creating graphic design and stuff like that. So we're taking a lot of like sort of my esoteric concepts, I'm sketching those out, and then Brian is turning those into um, these beautiful um, graphics that we're putting on all this hand-selected clothing. We've got hoodies. We've got like these uh, super cute cinch back um, uh, ladies uh, tank tops um, that have like some of the dopest uh, designs, a uh, lot of astrology and like zodiac and esoteric stuff uh, in these designs. And um, yeah, some of the softest, best hoodies ever. I went and found basically my favorite hoodie I've ever had. And then we just, we went with that. <laughs> so um, yeah, we got guys t-shirts and ladies t-shirts and hoodies. Um, we're gonna have candles and um, uh, like printed uh, artwork and stuff like illuminized prints and stuff we're gonna sell so if you're familiar with Jeff Sullivan the uh, the well-known uh, and, and acclaimed visionary psychedelic painter and artist uh, a musician also a, one of my someone I consider a brother uh, Jeff stuff we're gonna have available for you guys in illuminized prints so that's gonna be super cool too um, so anyway the store is gonna have a bunch uh, and so I'll give you guys more details on that after we launch. We're gonna soft launch this week um, and just kind of get a feel for some of these initial designs in the catalog and then we'll, um, we're just gonna start adding them on. We've got a whole bunch of vendors lined up, candles and crystals and uh, herbs and sage and oils and clothing and um, I don't know if I said jewelry already, but jewelry, necklaces and stuff like that too. So if you guys have, um, you guys are, uh, you know, have any ideas, um, you wanna, you want to hook, hook us up with somebody who's an artisan or a, a craftsperson or whatever, then we'd be happy to talk to them about getting their stuff too. I want this to be like a conscious online marketplace where, um, you know, people in the community, friends of ours and, and other people that we connect with uh, get to get to share their stuff. So um, we're really open to having lots of different relationships in terms of our vendors that provide different things. So appreciate that. Be on the lookout for it. Um... So yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm off of Instagram for the moment. I'll be using it to promote the store and the podcast. I don't know if I'm going to come back to it in the same capacity I was before. Uh, I've, I've had, I've gained a lot of clarity the last few months. It's been uh, an interesting time. I spent uh, about three weeks up in the, the mountains in Colorado, just climbing mountains and kayaking and riding horses and ATVs and making friends all over the state just kind of drove around sleeping in my truck and then i would <laughs> go to the top of the mountains for you know a few days and then i would you know do my thing and, and then i'd come down to silverton or durango or montrose or whatever um hit a brew hit a brewery and uh make friends for a couple of days in downtown and then i'd go back to the mountains and uh it was a it was a really enriching thing it was a transformative experience for me and uh, i thought about you guys a lot whole lot I thought about my my role here as a guy who sits in front of a microphone and then um, has you know thousands of people on the other end that are listening and what do I want to bring for you what do I want to uh, what do I have to offer and um, how do I show up as the guy who can fill that role you know if you if you listen to this I want I want it to be entertaining I want it to be interesting I want it to be ultimately enriching it really has to be for me to feel like I'm doing my job so 
you know, I always want to get all the feedback I can from you guys. You know, hopefully constructive stuff. But, I mean, you can throw whatever you want at me. If I don't like you, fuck you. If you want to be mean, <laughs> I don't care. Uh, we're turning a corner on the show. I uh, I used to try to, I, I didn't, I didn't know how to come across. I didn't know how to show up for you guys. But it seems like vulnerability and authenticity um, I say vulnerability and authenticity. Authenticity first and foremost. Um, and then after that, strength and vulnerability are ob obviously two sides of the same coin, right? And uh, I'm going to bring that balance to you as much as I can. But I'm going to be authentic first. So there will be times when um, you guys might get... <laughs> you might get... Uh, you're going to get a pretty raw version of me. So I'm going to come at you legit every time. Uh, this, is, this is my journey in real time. And JC's. And then all of the guests that we have on too, um, so that's that's what it's going to be. So if you're if you're wanting to get some authentic uh, off <laughs> authentic messaging, gummy bears are still kicking, I guess. You guys want some authentic messaging that's uh, that's going to be inspiring and uplifting and enlightening. I think this episode hopefully helped you in some way. Um, you know, and maybe some of this information you already know, but you want to share it with somebody. You know, maybe you have somebody that could benefit from that. So hopefully you'll share that with them. And that's really how we grow this show is you guys share this stuff with your friends and family, uh, with people who could benefit from it. And then give us feedback. Send uh, send me feedback at adam at wayfinderpodcast.com or jc at wayfinderpodcast.com. You know, we'll check that stuff out. I got to get Kevin up here at the office to like set that up on our phones because we have like 20 email accounts each. I don't think that's one of them, but I will answer. I promise. Well, I don't promise, but I will. I will do my best to answer. <laughs> I don't. I don't reckon I get a lot of emails to that email, so I might be able to answer to them. I'm trying to be more present and slow down and answer more stuff. But man, like Instagram, I got so many DMs. I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it anymore. Um, and that happened a long time ago. A lot of you guys know that. People are like, "Why the hell won't you answer me?" It gets hard after a while. But you guys are very much appreciated. And uh, I would love to get some, we would love to get some questions from you. Um, we used to ask for those and get them and answer them, and we'd love to bring that back. You know, it's been a minute since JC and I have sat down and had a conversation like this, but I've had a lot of things to, to work out. And we've also had this whole quarantine thing, the company and kids. You guys know I got mini goats, right? If you follow me on Instagram, you probably know I got animals. It's fucking goats, man. If anybody wants three mini goats... They're adorable. Two of them are sisters. One of them is stupid. Um, Zelda, Sammy, and Peaches. We'll talk. Send me an email. Adam at wayfinderpodcast.com. Other than that, guys, um, we've got... Uh, this will be the last thing, and I'll turn you loose. Uh, i got to pee anyway, and i got to go uh, get my kiddos and get out of here. Uh, the Alexandria Project. So moving forward with the show, uh, I want to do more of these sort of informative, chill chat sessions where JC and I just sit here and kind of riff about what's going on and maybe get into some things that will help. A lot of times I think those messages are going to overlap, but they're going to come from different directions. So, you know, we'll talk about breathing often. We'll talk about chi, chi movement or whatever often, right? We'll talk about, um, you know, exercise or Whatever that, you know, a lot of these things you're going to you're gonna hear on and off. But I can promise you, I have no interest in saying the same fucking thing over and over and over again. So if you tune in and listen, 
you're going to hear different stuff about it. I'm not going to bring up breathing and go into it, you know, for a long time and say the same thing I said last week or whatever. Um, but in the interest of turning these things out more frequently, not because uh, I feel any pressure to do so, but because it's good for me. It's good for JC. It's good for uh, for us to exercise this muscle. It's very good for me. I need it. Um, and the interaction with you guys is something that I enjoy very much. It's really rewarding for me. Uh, and I know that it helps a lot of you guys. So it's uh, it's a fun thing to do. Uh, so, yeah, if you have any, any anything you need to ask or, or want to ask or any questions you have, shoot those over. Feedback, all that stuff. It's great. Other than that, <sighs> remember to breathe. Unclench your jaw. Unclench your shoulders. And sync up your movement and your breathing and your speaking and your thinking. Sync all that stuff up. Be in coherence with yourself. It's a new thing for me, but it's huge. And remember, do that little inhalation with a smile. Hold it for a second and then exhale slower than you inhaled. Like breathe it out through a straw. Do that. Do that. Little smile. It'll make you smile every time, man. It'll make you feel good. It will. Um, that's all I got, guys. Uh, also, go check out um, C Free and his podcast at This Esoteric Life. This Esoteric Life podcast. Check him out. Um, if you see him on Instagram, if anybody wants to shoot him a message, tell him I was uh, giving him a shout out. I'd love to do a show with that guy. I still don't have Instagram on my phone, just so you guys know. I deleted it. I don't have it. Um, I don't answer it. I'm not looking at it. Uh, I was I was, I was, was spending... Look, I know I said that was my last thing, but this is my last thing. I was... It's not that I was spending too much time on it, which I probably was. It's that the energy that was... Social media... I can only speak for Instagram because that's the only one I really use in terms of like, you know, I don't use Facebook or whatever, but like so uh, Instagram is is virtual reality and it's virtual reality that, that's controlled by the arbiters, by the gods, right? By the mathematical algorithms that act as the gatekeepers of Instagram or all of social media, whatever. And um, it's clear to me and has been for some time that those algorithms are currently being weaponized to make uh, social media as divisive and as volatile and as stressful uh, uh, as possible. And uh, I just began to see, I mean, people were fighting on pages where people don't fight. I mean, people were lashing out who never lash out. Um, it's just, it's, 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 it's not good. It's not good. And let me tell you, man, I pulled out of it. And you guys might know, like I've said before, I don't really watch TV. I've got like Netflix and a streaming service like Vudu. Um, but the news and stuff, I don't do it, right? So I'm kind of out of the loop sometimes. But as soon as I went to Colorado, it's about a month ago, whatever, something like that, uh, it was like total radio silence. And it was the best thing I've ever done. And uh, it instilled habits of like reading and chilling and just staring off it, you know, and thinking, being present at the, you know, at the foot of a tree or next to a river or whatever. Um, 
so that when I came back, I actually couldn't stay in my house. I would I would go sit out on the back patio, you know, for several hours at night because I, I couldn't I, I couldn't get used to being in a, in a house. I hadn't been in a house in three weeks, and I've been up in the mountains. I've been staring at stuff, you know, all over Colorado. We have to recondition ourselves because we've we've been programmed to reach for our phone, flip open an app, and start arguing with people, or flip open our phone. Get an app, not flip it open, this isn't 2007, but to open up our phone, uh, click on an app, and um, to mindlessly seek stimulation in virtual reality. Man, we're, we're not here for that. We're not here for that. There's th that's that's a dead-end street, bro. It's a dead-end street. Don't do it. Uh, peel out of it, man. Uh, what I found is even after I deleted Instagram, listen, this is how sick I was. And I guarantee you most of you guys, a lot of you guys are, are right there with me, straight up. And you may not think it, you may think this is bad, but I guarantee you, get rid of your phone for a day or two, see what happens. But I got rid of Instagram, and I started like clicking on other random apps on my phone just to open them up. Calculator app, hadn't opened that thing in weeks. You know, like Temple Run, just random shit in my phone, just that I hadn't opened in weeks, months, or years. Just because my, 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 my muscle memory was to reach for a phone, push a button, I know I could do it blindfolded, as I suspect most people can. That's how programmed I was. And once I realized how sick that was, that was it, it became a lot easier to let that stuff go, and that's what it is. You gotta recognize, you gotta stop and be mindful of, of what your habits are, and make the conscious determination to do the things that are healthy, and to cut back or stop the things that are, that are not helping, that are not healthy, which means they're not helping. Helping what? Helping you get closer to whatever your goals are. Well, I don't have goals. Well, why not? Because you've never taken time to sit there and, and think about what you need or what you deserve or what you could have with the skills that you got and the gifts you were given. Think about that stuff. Unplug for a couple of days. Go breathe. Go walk in the park. It'll change your life. Do the breathing exercises. Do the smiling thing. Um, yeah, it'll be great. Uh, by the way, we're not doing video on this show anymore. It's just way too much trouble for all the editing, and we just—it's—it's it's too much trouble, and we're not—it's—it's it's decreasing our throughput big time. So, we're going to largely do these audio only because that's where like ninety percent of our listeners are anyway. So, if you're watching on video on YouTube and stuff, like I don't know, I'm sorry. Switch over to audio. Go to wayfinderpodcast.com. You can find it at there, or you can just search for it on any platform you want to. <sighs> Sans YouTube going forward. But we'll still post stuff on YouTube for sure. We'll post songs. Maybe we'll do that on, on Patreon too. I always want to know what you guys want on Patreon. We'll post cover songs we'll do on guitar. We'll have a good time. <coughs> we'll do behind-the-scenes stuff. When we come in here, I'll have too many gummy bears and get 17 minutes into a podcast and then we realize we have to scrap the whole thing because we're too baked and we couldn't make any sense that that did happen before this one so if you guys are stuck with us and wonder what was going on we might have meandered a bit but this is kind of the new vibe too <sighs> learning to breathe in these uh, I, know, I know i just breathed into the microphone sorry but learning to breathe in the midst of these conversations makes a world of difference and how I access and deliver my thoughts. And so hopefully at least um, 
it's been mo more coherent in a lot of ways than, than, than usual. So uh, I love you guys big time. I hope that y'all do uh, just go out and have an awesome week. Um, can't wait to get out to, to get this episode to you, get some feedback. So uh, we'll see you soon. May the light be upon you. May peace be within you. May you be a son on the paths of all men. Peace out, guys. Have a good week.